Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. Entrepreneurs, welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. We are here for part two with my man, Eric Vavang. Last week's episode was unbelievable. Oh my God, Eric has had us on the edge of our seat, listen to all his trials and tribulations and things he's learned through good decisions and bad decisions of being a business owner, um, figuring out how to do this, how to grow, how to scale, how to learn from things. That's what we're here for on the Stronger Business Podcast. We're all here to get stronger together and learn from each other. And if you had, did not listen to last week's episode, go back and do that right now because this is part two of the Stronger Business Podcast with my man, Eric Vavang. Here we go. So what you have experienced and what you know now, looking back, do you think you could have fixed that situation? I didn't have the knowledge. No, yeah. I do now. Like, yeah. like looking back, if I was able to transport back to like you know year five because I sold it after uh, about the tenth year I had that business, knowing what I know now and where I'm at, really just spiritually and just you know mentally and the things I've learned and how to communicate with people and how to work with people, and really the main thing is just knowing how to be at rest in my heart and like not worrying so much about being in control mm-hmm. and having peace. And um, now that I've gotten a lot of tools there, if you were to transport me back there, yeah, I could totally, I would totally kept it, you know, because it was an amazing business. And what what should the what should the business owners that find themselves in that five year position right now? What should they do, or what should they not do? How do they how do they avoid the same outcome you experienced? Not that it was a bad outcome. You yeah. had a windfall of cash and yeah. so had an awesome sale, and and it did, yeah. And, we, know, and so we packaged it up great. I mean, sure. we we gave the business to the new owner and tip-top running shape, and I learned mm-hmm. so much doing that. So, yeah, no, we did it the right way. Um, I think the biggest takeaway, the biggest thing that I struggled with was trusting people, you know, and mm-hmm. just – and also, too, you know, it's like you can have a million dollars in your bank account, and you can be cash flowing, but there's always this rub when you have to spend money. It never feels good. And so I think holding too tightly to – the money kind of is what makes you enslaved to it. And I was afraid to hire maybe the guy that could really take it to the next level and take a lot of things off my plate. So what I did is maybe, you know, go down to a lesser qualified person. And so that would bring in, I mean, you might go through two or three people doing that, not really. Which is compounding the belief of not being able to trust people or people not do it as good as you. Absolutely. So just releasing control and and realize like, I think the more money that we we really pursue or feel called to make, we have to get more open-ended. Like there has to be this funnel. So there's a funnel at the top, right? If you're a business and you're gathering money, you're selling things and you know, you're expanding your funnel, you have to increase the downward funnel. So whether that's your church giving or whether that's your charity and really what people don't talk about, and that's in your own business, you have to invest more into your own business. And even now saying that, it just feels like really true. Um, but we, a lot of us don't 
think about that. We think about the technicalities, but it's almost like we have to release this control over that money and how much we're making and give more people. You know, every billionaire you listen to, like if you get on YouTube and you do like a case study on billionaires, almost every single one of them will tell you that the reason they became a billionaire was because they entrusted a bunch of people that ended up becoming millionaires. And um, they couldn't do it by themselves, but you know, we try to, especially, you know, you get prideful, you think you're the one that you're the one that's did it all and you think you're the only one that can keep doing it. So yeah, that's you, the biggest thing I learned. I mean, I, I truly think the best thing you can do with your money is invest it back into your business and into, into other people or ways to save time or ways to, to make money or save money. Yep. It's a, it's the biggest investment you can make, but it's the, it's the place people are most hesitant to make that investment. It's the same for me. Man. I was going to put you on the spot for, because one thing noticing coming into your office here at Brown and McCook is that like you did things in excellence here. Mm-hmm. Was that, this I know this costs a lot of money to get this office and set it up this way. Was it hard for you to spend this money here? It it is not as hard for me anymore. It, okay. This would would not have happened for fifteen years in my business career. Um, I'm you're talking about spending is hard for entrepreneurs in general. You take an entrepreneur accountant and spending is really freaking hard. Yeah. So I nickeled and dimed everything, tried to do everything myself. I didn't like to outsource. I didn't like to spend money. I didn't like to buy new stuff. Yeah. Um, I love serving clients at a high level, yeah. but I also didn't. I don't. It. I don't know, man. It wasn't trust. It was just. I just didn't see the return on investment by hiring high caliber, expensive people for fifteen years of my business career. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the benefit of spending money on things like nice offices and nice furniture and the experience. And so, it's been a constant learning curve for me now. Yeah. I. I kind of back to having to control my spending a little more. Now I see the value and almost want to spend too fast. Yeah. I know spending money drives results and return on investment. And sometimes I can't make it work on paper. Yep. But I know spending money. It's like that unseen value. It is. It's like it's like the accountant, I guess that's you, would say, Hey, don't pay off the house. Your rates, you know, three point two five. But what people don't talk about is that unseen value of and on paper you can't you that's can't right. account for that. The the, confi- the confidence, the freedom, the lack right. of stress, the the energy to go spend and do things other and that for me has has been something as as a business owner. That's where I have matured and grown yep. um, so much in in the last three or four years. Man, it's uh, I am spending Eric. I spend so much money on. I'm a, I'm a 23 year business owner, entrepreneur, multiple businesses. I spend so much money right now on coaching. And yes. development yes. has nothing to do with revenue or doing a job or building a customer. And it, I've found so much value in development, education, spending money on experience for clients, for software, yeah. people. Like it's it's like we just figured this out. I agree. <laughs> and and so, so if you're in your 20s out there, young 30s, do this now. Absolutely. But the <laughs> only way to do it, this is big because I yeah. think this is what got you in a bind and where you were at with your mm-hmm. life and some of your struggles. The only way to do this is to spend less than you make. Mm. You cannot afford. That's so good. So less on yourself so you can spend more on your business. You cannot afford to hire the right right people if you're buying new houses and new cars. You can't afford the things that actually truly give you time when you are spending money on things that make you feel better about that's, not being at home and working too much. That's the revelation. That's the key. We So we either nickel and dime 
our personal life or our business <laughs> or our life. 100%. Right, you just, dude, you just, you just hit a home. I run think there. that's the key for that young entrepreneurs. As good. soon as we start making money as business owners, we start personally spending it because we want to feel successful. Mm. We want to look successful. We want to be rewarded for our work. So we start buying. Yeah. Maybe it's not yellow Lamborghinis, <laughs> but we start buying new cars or new houses. It or sure feels good. Yes, I have. Man, I have made it. I have proved everybody wrong. That's and, it. You that's know what? It. I am working myself to death and I'm stressed. And at some point, it's not worth it. Get rid of it all, sell it all, whatever. You had an exit strategy. Mo- less than 1% of business owners ever get there. Yeah. You got there. You learned some things along the way, dude. Now, man, everything I see you doing or thinking about is a complete disruptor in the industry you're looking at or going into. And that means you're you're seeing things and you're seeing better ways to do it and better angles. And what's what's what drives you? What's the passion there behind some of the things you're building and doing now? And yeah. why not engage in the traditional types of business instead of some of the disrupting things you're seeing and doing right now and, and the different things you're growing? Yeah, absolutely. So peace has become so important to me. My, my health has become so important to me. But I also am driven to do something that changes the world. I still, just like that little boy that was selling golf balls, I feel like deeper deeper than ever before that I'm meant to do something great. And I don't think I've even come close to doing that yet. So how do you couple those two things? How do you couple having peace in your life and being present with your family into you know creating this massive business empire? And so to me, that's... The, one of the most that's like the most creative disruptive thing I could work on so I've just been constantly looking at technology I've been looking at trends and I've just really noticed a major trend and, and if you want me do you want to go into the new business absolutely new? Right. so so before we go into yeah. the new business all right right now you've got Dallas sod which are growing well, it's local sod change names now local sod farm.com with yep. 51 cities underneath it dude that's awesome it started out Dallas sod started out with Dallas you saw farm, yeah. hey we can do this on a much bigger scale we can do something way different way awesome than it's happening yep. in the industry um, you have click done yep that's then the software that we built for localsoftfarm.com has now spun off and we're doing a multi-tenant SaaS subscription service with that um, and of course some other things too but those are the two main things so if we look at you know I look at businesses farming especially when you start doing multiple businesses yep. and so localsoftfarm.com is a massive field now it's growing and it's um, it's yielding fruit and of course, click done is kind of still in that startup phase, but we're within, you know, I keep saying this, it seems like soft, any software people out there know exactly what I'm talking about, that, uh, you know, it's gonna go live soon, but we're getting there, we're almost there. Love it, all right, so you got those two pieces you're building, you're harnessing, and then there's apparently something new that's yep. on the table. Tell yeah, me about I'll, this. Yeah, I'll tell you, because we're actually moving really quick, and what's interesting about this, Chad, is that it's like every time I start a new business, I'm like, I'm starting to learn really fast now about how to use partnerships. And this is becoming, so I used to be so anti-partnerships. <laughs> you know, I, I just, I mean, when you're 100%, have you ever 100% owned anything? Like, or a business where it's all your profits coming in? I have, but rarely. Okay. I've been, I've been well, a fan of partnerships and been in partnerships. It feels really good. 5% of everything I've done from the start. Well, if you're a single owner, like, you don't have to ask anybody. No, when you, go you buy make something, your own decisions. You make your own decisions. Complete control. But again, I'm limited there. Yep. So with this business, it's called Spartan Home Health. So the site hasn't launched. I had this idea. Love the name. So six months ago, this is back when I was still in Dallas. And what's crazy is, you know, my kids are 
go into a school here and their mascots the Spartans and I live really close to Spartan Lane so it's almost kind of prophetic but six months ago I was like I just really felt my spirit I needed to diversify and build a business that is COVID proof and what I mean is if something like COVID happens again then I need to have something that will thrive in an environment like that. Okay. So I got online and um, got and we opened up Spartan Home Health. And so then I recently hired my first coach. And so I, I hired a coach named Cody Alford. He's a former Special Forces Marine. He's up in Idaho. I actually just got back from my one day, or no, two day in-person intensive. Life-changing, I'll have to tell you about that later. <laughs> oh God. But this guy was, I mean, he was over there, Iraq and Afghanistan. I mean, one of the most hardcore war fighters, but also one of the most empathetic and vulnerable men you'll ever meet. Just a true warrior. And so um, I got to meeting with him, and I shelved this Spartan Home Health idea. And basically, what it is, we're going to have four cornerstones. We're going to be selling cold plunges, which are all the rage. We're going <laughs> to be selling my first one. You did? I feel like I'm in a cult now. Uh, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so like I'm embarrassed and excited no, all at the no, same time. Like, well, well, the only thing I do now is use it. Right. That's <laughs> all right. That's the next step. So we're going to do cold plunges. We're going to do saunas. We're going to do uh, home workout, like home fitness equipment, oh, and we're going to do so brilliant. And we're going to oh do supplements. God. So it's going to be four four corners. Oh my god! And awesome. so we're doing this partnership. One stop shop. And what's crazy about this one is, of course, Cody. So Cody's going to be involved with this. He's immediately has the he has the base. He has followers. Yeah. He lives truly a Spartan life. I mean, he is the most hardcore tactical. I mean, he's just he's just amazing. I can't say enough. So again, once we get going, he'll be able to create stories, create social posts, content to drive the traffic to the site and live the lifestyle that we're going to be selling. Um, and then he introduced me to the guy that's running all of his stuff. And this is what's brilliant. First time this has happened for me. Ta- started talking to him. He does everything I know how to do that I would normally do. So the value that I would normally bring to a business, like doing all the analytics, setting up the marketing, building the websites and doing all these things, he does that. Not only does it, but he's faster and better than me at all of those things. And as we were talking, like we were just same language, speaking the same language, except he, he knew it deeper than I did. And I go, hey, man, do you, do you ha- have you ever had your own business? He's like, no, no, it's my goal, though, one day. It's my goal one day. And I'm like, dude, you're brilliant. Like, and so, cause it wasn't even, the thought was he wasn't even gonna be an equity partner. I'm like, dude, this is gonna be your first business. We, and so I'm just willing now, right? I didn't think about giving up shares. I'm not, I don't care anymore. And I think this is what's gonna like really impact the next phase of my life is like not being profit driven, yep. not being like control driven, but just like build things with really intelligent, amazing people. So it's only been like, this will blow your mind. It's only been, I think a week since we said yes to this or it's, it's like a week, week and two days, and we're going to go live within probably a week and a half, two weeks, and have a real business. And so the number I have for this business is two hundred million. I believe this business has the ability within a couple of years to do two hundred million a year because we will know how to scale this. We're going to do everything drop shipping. Um, we're going to drive traffic to it and just use all of our abilities to make it happen. Dude, I love that so much. And how cool. That you're able to connect with that wasn't even the motivation behind going out there. That was this not. was not even on the table for a conversation and for things to organically happen and you'd be willing to make decisions and pivot and work together and partner and and just really overcome some preconceived emotions and feelings about partnerships. And Absolutely, for somebody that distrusted employees, I know to, to and, having and a partner now in a and what is a two hundred million dollar business opportunity. Absolutely, is really freaking cool. And here's here's something that just came to me for the audience. Like, there's a theme happening here. Notice how I laid sod 
a year before I actually created a sod company. I was probably doing something totally different when the idea popped in my head about Spartan Home Health. I literally just, I just had an idea come to me and I shelved it. All I did was buy the domain name. Here's what I didn't do, and this is key. I didn't go trying to strive and figure it out. I just knew it was a good idea and I knew it would work. So it's like a seed. And then I, I, I acted on it by buying the domain but I shelved but it. But you didn't start immediately spending time, any, energy, I didn't money, trying to figure it, it out. Didn't. I shelved it. And that's what I think one of the greatest things I've been doing lately is this like taking visions that I get or ideas, accepting them as true, but then planting them. Planting them. Does you're, that make sense? You're waiting till something feels right instead of trying to push something. It's exactly that right. May or may not be right, yeah. may or may not be the right time. It's and it's so much funner to ride a wave and to try to push something. Exactly. So now we're, so I'm out there with Cody. We had our first big night. We did just a lot of healing stuff. We were by the fire. I mean, I cannot wait to tell you about this. Probably do it offline because it's deeply, (laughs) deeply personal to me. (laughs) I love it. But the next day we're kayaking on this beautiful lake in Idaho and, you know, smoking a cigar and just, I mean, the mount, I mean, by the way, Idaho is one of the most beautiful yeah, places I've ever been. Place. It's awesome. And so I'm in the middle of this, this time, this time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear the snows. But, so I'm in the middle of the lake and I'm like, hey, Cody, I got this idea, man. I, I, I don't know what you think about it because he, he loves cold plunges and da, da, da. And uh, I'm like, Spartan Home Health, like maybe we can, and we just started talking about it while we were kayaking. It was just three miles across, like kayak three miles across and three miles back. I don't know what I was thinking. And, uh. And by the time we got back, we were like, let's do it. And so here we are, bro. Like, I don't know. Like, love it. Check, check back on it in six months. See if I it love happens. people that say yes. And I say know. yes. Oh, yes. I'm in. Let's figure it out. Dude. All right. So question for you. You're in the process of building another company, your third company. Yep. What has the opportunity and potential and, and what you see to be a, a multi-million, hundred million plus yeah. um, opportunity? Yep. For you, is there advantages, is there disadvantages to the way you were brought through some of your childhood and different things of, hey, you didn't you didn't have the traditional, hey, I, I went to high school, I had you know a great family life, I went to college, I got a degree, I went and worked in corporate America, then I went to be a business owner. Dude, you, you live with your grandparents, you had some challenges, you went to prison. You, yeah. is, is that been an advantage, a disadvantage? Does it matter for all those entrepreneurs out yeah. there that – some grew up with silver spoons. Some grew up yeah. in, in the harsh environments with no education. Like, what's? It's absolutely been an advantage, but um, it, you know, it, but it also hasn't been easy. And so, it's kind of hard to cherry pick, like you know, how I was able to do these things or how I am able to do these things. But some of the consistent things is just keep showing up. And you know, I learned something. I don't know. Five years ago, I was doing this deep dive study from this consulting guy that I, I highly respect, and he talked about. Like humans, we're, ta- we're talking practically here, so not, not spiritually speaking, but just practically speaking, one of the most powerful forces available to us in the universe is the exponential curve. And when he broke that down, when he broke that down, the exponential curve is simply consistency over time. It's doing the same thing or a little bit of the same thing every day over X amount of years or days. And then all of a sudden, you know, you arrive at this place and you're like, wow, how, 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 how did I get there? And so the reason most people stop along the way, maybe it's day four or day 15, is because something pops up and it gets hard. It gets mm-hmm. hard. And for me, 
It's depression, it's fear, anxiety, questioning myself, doubt. Maybe someone said something negative about me. Maybe I really messed up, that happens a lot. You know, I made a big mistake. And like, you know, I said this on a podcast, I don't know, six or seven months ago. And I, I said, you know, that he asked me a similar question, like, hey, Eric, how did you do it? And I'm like, you know, a lot of my trauma happened so young that I wasn't able to medicate it. So I was forced to survive. We know when, when a kid goes through things really young and they're not old enough to drink their problem away, they're not old enough to take pills, like you literally are forced to survive. You have to take it. So if anything, one thing I'm really good at is taking pain. And so when I feel depression, when I feel fear, um, and because I'm very risk adverse and I try to do really hard things, fear comes at me a lot. Sure. Um, and doubt. But I've learned to just sit in it. I remember an old sermon a pastor preached at this uh, That's first. That's good advice, man. Yeah, and so, and so this this and I'll never forget this one of the first sermons I heard. So when I when I got out of prison, I started going to church and great Baptist church here in the Atlanta area. And he talked about fighting positions, and he talked about you know when the enemy's coming at you and you know offense defense. He said sometimes in war to just dig down into your trench is an offensive posture. Any, and so I've learned that anything aside from retreat and surrender is offensive, even if you're sitting still. And sometimes, well, really, one of the, one of the first things that we all kind of want to do when we face those things like doubt, fear, depression, anxiety, whatever, is we, we want to somehow gain control. And so mine was self-sabotage, right? I would do self-sabotaging behaviors. And the reason we're doing that is we're trying to gain control of the environment. It's like, hey, I'm in control. Look, I could really screw up my own life if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what I've learned, I just sit in it. And I'll tell you, there's a movie came out a couple years ago. It's the new Dune. Have you seen the new Dune? Yeah. So Dune, they're making a second one, but what I'm talking about is Dune 1, but the new Dune, because there's an old Dune. But there's this scene in it, and not to ruin it, where they're, they're trying to figure out if he's the one. Like, if, is, is he this Messiah-type individual? And the way the you know, ancient grandmother tested it was by putting his hands into this device. And basically, it gave him the sensation and the reality of being burned alive. And if he removed his hand from the tech, because he could remove it, he had a choice, then she had a pin at his neck and she would have killed him. And so that was the test. And so I always think about that. And it's when the fear comes upon me, doubt, whatever it is, that's trying to keep me from my destiny, I just, I just sit. Sometimes I'll go get out in my chair by my pool, just take my shirt off and let the sun hit me. And I just sit in it. And I just feel it. Because when the, and the, and there's a famous quote in that movie where it says something about fear is the, you know, fear is the enemy. It's the, it's the little death that brings complete obliteration. And if you just sit in it and let it pass through you, then only you remain. And so I think facing fear is one of my greatest abilities. And it's what I would recommend to most people Which to is face your fears. What it takes to be consistent and show up to something. That's it. Or do something exactly. Thanks for tying it back in. You've yeah. got you've got to stay consistent. There's going to be the obstacles. There's going to be the fear. There's going to be those times that the bullets are flying and you got to sit in it and the fear is there. 
but to have the consistency over time, you have to go through that. Yep. So essentially summing up what you're saying, anybody is capable of anything I absolutely if you're believe willing that. to be consistent I absolutely over believe that. time. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter your experience. That's it doesn't right. matter your upbringing. Anybody can be an expert. It comes down to the 10,000-hour right. rule. And if you grew up comfortable – and you and you weren't and you know what? Thank God. Thank God for those that didn't experience like sure. the trauma that you know that I and a lot of people have. But you know what? If you really want to dig in, if you really want to make substantial ground in your life and you maybe you did have things really well, find it. Find something that scares the absolute crap out of you and then feel it. Find the feeling. Find the thing. Do the thing. Initiate the thing that is scary and just br- start learning. Start Ooh. learning. Love that. That is such an awesome piece of advice. All right. It's my favorite part of the podcast. I think you know what's coming next. When we start talking about advice, we talk about how to wrap up this episode of the podcast, which has been so amazing. And just I can't wait to do this again and cover so many more things. You have so much more knowledge and experiences and things you can share with these other businesses and things you've been through. But for today, wrapping up the episode... The Stronger Business Max Out Moment. If we can leave our audience with Eric Vivane's Max Out Moment, the one tip, the one takeaway as they go into this weekend, the thing they can do or the thing they can think about or the thing they can engage in, what piece of advice would you leave our audience for your Max Out Moment? Absolutely. Don't discredit everything that's happened to you. Everything that's ever happened to me in my life, insignificant or significant, has worked together to be in this very moment that I live now. I mean everything. Every little piece that you think is minuscule, mostly the mistakes you've made. Mostly the mistakes you've made. Mostly the failures you've made. Most most of those things you initiated and never came to fruition. It wasn't that you failed. It just had to be – it needed to be steered in a new direction. Love that, man. I love that. Do, don't put those things in the aside. Don't forget no. those things. Remember those things. Harness those things. All those experiences. All the little pieces as part of the journey that's got us where it's we're at. Every bit it's of what's it. what's put us in the position we're in now, which for most of us is a place where we can leverage. We can add fuel to the fire. We can do awesome things. We can be experienced in whatever we want to be. We can do whatever we want to do. We can take our business to whatever level we want to take it to that serves us, man. That's right. I love it, Eric. This has been such an awesome episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. Where do people find you? Where do they connect? Where can they follow you at? Yep. Uh, you have some info. Yeah, two best two places to go is LinkedIn, Eric Vivang, and Instagram, Eric Vivang. So last name is spelled V-E-V-A-N-G. So Eric, E-R-I-C, Vivang, V-E-V-A-N-G. Love it, man. All right, entrepreneurs, business owners, go out there this weekend, get stronger, and we'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.